It's July of 2020, and you're at the dedication of an 18th century monument in New York City. You're a local professor at NYU specializing in American history. You began your speech. In 1775 and 1776, there was born on the American continent a war for freedom and for justice. The struggle of the American colonists against King George III was a keystone of our history. So I dedicate this monument to the Battle of Long Island and the lives lost there, both British and American. With that, you step down and cut the ribbon. You look around and see the university where you work and salute the King of the United States of America. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. I'm your host, Brody Burton, and this is our episode on an alternate American revolution. Between 1775 and 1783, the 13 British colonies in various British territories, including Maine, Vermont, and the Ohio River Valley, rebelled against the British government. They won, and the republic they formed was the first continual republic since Rome was founded. The United States of America would become one of the, if not the most powerful country in the early 21st century, but this was not inevitable. Also, soon after the American Revolution, France, Haiti, Ireland, Serbia, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, Venezuela, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Poland, Switzerland, Germany, and Austria all had major revolutions. The famous first line written in the American Declaration of Independence, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, is heard throughout the world. Over half of all countries in the UN have a founding document beginning with this line penned by Jefferson, including Venezuela, Armenia, Libya, Greece, Poland, and even the former Soviet Union. Not all revolutions turned out as successful as the American Revolution, but the impact can be felt around the world. However, U.S. independence was not guaranteed. General George Washington lost many battles, and he had one especially close call in New York, where he and his only army, the only Continental Army, escaped due to the cover of fog and the pride of the British. So the imagine if, imagine, if the fog that fell the night after the Battle of Long Island never fell. Imagine if Washington's army had been captured after the Battle of Brooklyn Heights. Your name is James Monroe, and you're a soldier in the Continental Army, fighting under Commander George Washington. You've lost Long Island in New York City. Badly. You're pulling off an escape, and you're on the final escape boat with General Washington. Commander, we need to go, you say to him. Yes, we do. Washington takes another look around, then steps on the boat. A few minutes later, you see another boat in the water. General Washington, there's a boat toward the harbor. This puts the general on high alert. What are its colors? The Union Jack. You pedal the boat faster, and that's your only one hope. Then you hear Washington call from behind you. Monroe, that's a fleet. What do we do? You know what they do to, pr to prisoners on prison ships. Fly the white flag. Maybe we can get a peace deal. You hear a cannon shot at your ship. It misses and lands five yards to your right. General, what do we do? Roll like your life depend. Your commander's interrupted by a cannon that, a cannon shot that hits the center of your boat. Leave me here. Swim, all of you. Swim. 
You escape with seven other men to Ellis Island. Using binoculars, you see Washington and the rest of the army captured. Your cause, the cause of all the men that died at Lexington, conquered Bunker Hill, and all the men in Philadelphia is lost. At least, you think. With the capture of George Washington and the fall of New York City, no nation dared to recognize the Continental Government. The Continental Congress wouldn't give up. Only Washington and a few others had been captured. Therefore, Congress appointed Benedict Arnold to lead the army. Quickly, Arnold rode down from upstate New York to take command in New Jersey. He retreated across New Jersey to defend Philadelphia. He mustered every troop he could into the city. In January 1777, days before Ar the British arrived, Alexander Hamilton found a letter saying Arnold was planning on turning the city over to the British. Hamilton gave it to Congress, who removed Arnold and inserted Hamilton as the commander-in-chief of the United States. Hamilton led the troops to a victory in Philadelphia. This caused the French to enter the war in summer 1777. America was free from Britain in 1780, but not free from herself. As the 1780s came into being and troops returned home, farms were in disarray. Revolts started in western Massachusetts, but was spread throughout the country. The demands were simple. Congress paid for the war. Congress voted to have the states who paid off their debt pay the troops. These states paid and then left the Continental Congress. The first was Virginia, who formed the Republican Kingdom of Virginia and elected Thomas Jefferson, King Thomas I, House of Jefferson. This system was picked up by Pennsylvania, who elected Benjamin Franklin, South Carolina, who elected Francis Marion, and Maryland, who elected Charles Carroll. The United States of America was falling apart. North Carolina, Delaware, and Georgia left in the second wave in 1787, with Hugh Williamson, Jacob Broom, and Alexander Baldwin elected kings. New Jersey and New York were the last to leave in 1789, with William Livingston and Alexander Hamilton being elected kings. The remainder of the United States adopted the Constitution of the Federal Kingdom of New England. John Adams was elected the first king. As these kingdoms were created across America, the question was asked of who would control the Western Territory. King Thomas I, King Francis I, King Hugh I, and King Baldwin I met in Yorktown for the Southern Convention for the West. In it, King Francis I renounced all Western claims, and King Hugh and King Baldwin got all land south of the Virginia border. King Thomas got by far the most land, everything from the North Carolina border to the Connecticut Western Preserve. The North was not so simple. King Benjamin, Thomas, and Alexander organized a meeting between themselves, King John, and King Charles to set up their western borders. They decided that Maryland's border between Virginia and Pennsylvania would extend to the Mississippi. Pennsylvania got everything between the Connecticut Western Preserve and Maryland. New York got the Connecticut Western Preserve and the remainder of lands west of Lake Michigan, and the Federal Kingdom of New England received the Michigan Peninsula. The New England claim to Western New York was ceded back to New York. Finally, all nations recognized the independence of the Green Mountain Republic. These new kingdoms had a profound effect on history after the 1791 meeting. However, the first test of these republics came when King Benjamin I died in 1792. Benjamin I's only living son was a New Jerseyan and therefore could not hold the throne. His daughter, however, was an active member of the Philadelphia community. Queen Sarah I was crowned Queen of Pennsylvania. 
Her husband, Richard, was crowned king. However, Richard I's reign would only last as long as Queen Sarah was alive. Upon her death, her eldest son would be crowned King Benjamin II. This established a precedent in the American royal families. But the question lingered on what would happen if a royal family were to die out. The Pennsylvania Congress passed the Royal Succession Law, which would authorize the National Congress to pick a new king. Down south, the two kingdoms of the Carolinas were having trouble. North Carolina had far more land, but South Carolina had all the ports for trade. Each had fallen on hard times when France fell into revolution in 1795. King Francis I of the House of Marion died in 1795, and his widow did not want the government to herself. Queen Mary I wrote to King Hugh I in North Carolina. She offered a political union. Hugh was still a bachelor, and she would marry Hugh. Their kingdoms would become the Kingdom of Carolina. It was a massive merger, the first of its kind. The capital was set between Richmond and Charleston and Columbia in former South Carolinian territory. Meanwhile, Europe was going through their own troubles. France had descended into a revolution for Republican government, and a new faction in France, the Republique Conquérite, wanted to put Napoleon Bonaparte as the elected emperor. The British were madly trying to stop this from happening. Napoleon was a competent general who hated the British with a passion. This made British forces distracted in North America. King Alexander demanded negotiations on the border between New York and Canada. This was not King Alexander's only change. He built a capital fortress on Staten Island, now Imperial Island. He also worked to rename the Constitutional Republican Monarchy of New York into something new entirely. King Alexander proposed to the New York Parliament renaming New York the American Empire. This, of course, was to outdo the rivalry with Virginia's King Thomas I, who had one of the largest empires in the former British colonies. Meanwhile, King John II was expanding his power. The British were cash-strapped, and the trade deals between New England and the British had made New England very wealthy. They had offered to buy New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and Labrador for three million pounds. This growth made King John I very popular going into 1800. When a new century hit, Napoleon gained power in Europe in the New Year's coup. Spain and Britain were now scared of the Napoleonic Empire of France. Spain decided to fight Georgia for its claims and conquer the region. When the Spanish attacked St. Mary's in 1801, Alexander I asked King Hugh and Queen Mary to assist him in his predicament. The Carolinian monarchs gladly assisted, but when troops reached Savannah to reinforce the city, they found King Abraham I had been killed in the siege of the city. He died airless, and the Georgian parliament elected King Abraham I and Queen Mary I the monarchs of Georgia. Whilst the Carolinian and Georgian forces fought off the Spanish in Savannah, eventually driving the Spaniards down to Hartwick, Abraham and Mary organized the Commonwealth of Carolina and Georgia, with Abraham and Mary being the reigning monarchs. The Spaniards were defeated in 1803, and Spain was forced to give up Florida. The Georgian-Floridan War was the first in which an American kingdom successfully repelled a European force, but it would not be the last. Following the war in the South and the unification of much of it, the kingdoms of Maryland and Delaware merged to form the Chesapeake Commonwealth. This new commonwealth kept king, the King of Maryland, Charles I, the monarch. Meanwhile, New Jersey's king, William Livingston, had died in 1792. 
His daughter Sarah moved with her husband John Jay to New York to New Jersey to take up the throne there. King John I and Queen Sarah I of New Jersey reigned happily until a coup in eighteen o four when the son of Benjamin Franklin, William Franklin, moved them into a prison in Trenton. He installed himself King William II, House of Franklin of the Atlantic Empire. His reign was hated across New Jersey and all of America for that. He issued high tariffs, which stopped trade out of ports like Philadelphia, Wilmington, and New York City. His policies caused a great disturbance for King Richard and King Alexander, especially when the Atlantic Empire invaded the Chesapeake. King Richard and, and King Alexander met in Scranton, Pennsylvania to form the Atlantic Alliance. Concern about King William and the safety of King John were, on, were high on King Alexander and King Richard's minds. King Richard was concerned about his brother William, and the Atlantic and the Atlantic War started in 1808. Troops from Pennsylvania and the American Empire marched across New Jersey, and King William abdicated. King John was released with his wife, Queen Sarah. However, they were scared and refused to return to government. As peace negotiations were occurring in Baltimore in 1811, a group supporting King William, known as the Franklin'ers, killed Queen Sarah and King Richard. King Benjamin II took power, with the full support of a faction called the Bashists. Benjamin II decided to kill the alliance with the American Empire and got the full annexation of the Chesapeake and of southern New Jersey. This angered the American Empire extremely. The Napoleonic Wars were in full spring in Europe, and Napoleon was running out of money. He decided to sell Louisiana, but to whom was his question? The Commonwealth of Carolina and Georgia seemed like the obvious pick, but the others wouldn't be too happy. So Napoleon II invited delegates from the five kingdoms to negotiate a joint sell. King Benjamin II, Emperor Alexander, King John, King Hugh, and King Thomas met in Paris, and Napoleon offered them a fair deal. New Orleans and Lower Louisiana would be annexed by the Commonwealth of Carolina and Georgia, CNG. Virginia would get all the area below the Missouri River up until the CNG border. Pennsylvania got everything between Missouri and Des Moines rivers. The American Empire got the region of, north of that. John I declined to expand into the region. This hurt King John I's popularity, but it was what it was. The early 1800s remained peaceful. No kings died. It was an amazing period. However, all good things come to an end. King Hugh died in 1819. His son with the queen was installed as king upon his death. King Hugh II saw interest in a revolt in Texas. King Thomas of Virginia saw interest in it too. When C&G and Virginia came to Texas's aid, Mexico surrendered. Texas agreed to join the C&G with some northern territory. Virginia gained a massive stretch of land between the Rocky Mountains to California. This expansion was expected to either break or make the countries of the Americas. The Mexican War of the 1820s also saw King Antonio I inaugurated as the King of Mexico. However, it was not the biggest threat to the American countries. That was up north. First, however, the tragedy of 1826 would play out across the Americas. It started on July 4th, when John I of New England died. Then later that day, Thomas I of Virginia died. King Benjamin II was the final king to die in the tragedy of 1828. New kings were inaugurated. 
John the first son, John Quincy Adams, was crowned King John II of New England. Although to appease Nova Scotians, the kingdom was renamed New Britain. Thomas Jefferson's daughter, Martha Jefferson Randolph, was crowned by Queen was crowned Martha the First, and her husband Thomas Mann Randolph crowned Thomas the Third. Finally, Benjamin the Third was crowned in Pennsylvania. The British Empire had rebuilt her empire after the loss of her colonies. The crown jewel of this new empire was India, but Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Jamaica, and the Bahamas all were part of this new empire as well. If the British could bring back the colonies, King George IV would earn the title the Great. However, in order to do this, he would have to go to war. The British chose to fight first against C and G. Carolina and Georgia were the southernmost Anglophone American country. Hugh II was a hard fighter and called on Virginia and Pennsylvania to come to her defense. Soon enough, New Britain used the chance to invade Canada, capturing Quebec City and Montreal, while the American Empire captured New York. The British surrendered to the American countries, with CCNG getting Jamaica and British Honduras, New Britain getting Quebec and the Maritimes, the American Empire getting Upper Canada. Emperor Alexander died in 1835, three years after the war's end. His eldest daughter, Angelica, became Angelica I, Empress of the American Empire. She and King John II began to have a romantic affair after John II's wife, Queen Louisa, died in a carriage accident. In 1838, Angelica I and John II married, and formed the House of Hamilton Adams. New Britain and the American Empire merged to become the American Empire upon the Union of 1838. As the 1840s came around, Virginia suffered a tragedy. Thomas II died of an assassin's bullet. Queen Angelica was devastated, but she had to remarry to keep the kingdom in her power. She decided on marrying a current political leader in Virginia, Henry Clay. King Henry had plans for Virginia, especially involving King Hugh II in the South. They always had had disagreements over the border, even after the 1700s conferences. But what King Henry did broke, fo- broke from what King Thomas I and King Thomas II had done. He invaded a city called Houghton along the Mississippi River. He continued to New Orleans and started a revolt in Texas and California. King Hugh II was having trouble holding off the invaders. Then he died of cardiac arrest in 1844, midway through the war. His sister, Queen Mary II, married the Prime Minister of the Commonwealth, John C. Calhoun. King John I and Queen Mary II was their reigning monarch title. King John I began to lead an effective counter-assault going after Newport News. This devastated the Potomac until King Henry made an offer. Texas and California became independent countries, the buffer state between them known as Deseret. Virginia would annex all lands west of the Mississippi in the Commonwealth's hands, north of the 35 northern latitude. John I became a hero in the Commonwealth for ending the war, but he had a crisis on his hands. Slavery was dead in Europe, and it was dead in most of the American kingdoms. However, Virginia and the Commonwealth kept slavery alive. King Henry was pro-reform, and his 1840s and 1850s reign saw the gradual end to slavery. The Commonwealth was a different scenario entirely. They had seen King Samuel I, House of Houston, abolish it in Texas. 
President John Fremont of California, a republic, also abolished slavery. Deseret had never had slavery to begin with. John I began to also turn the wheels of abolishing slavery. In 1848, the start of the Commonwealth Civil War, John I led a shadow of the former government based out of Savannah, while revolutionary Jefferson Davis took control of the Western and Carolinian provinces. John I died in 1850, and his only daughter with, queen, with the Queen, Mary III, abdicated. Mary II gave in to pressure and married Jefferson Davis to put an end to the Civil War. Meanwhile, John II, one of the slavery's most vocal opponents, died. His son, John III, took power. Jefferson, King Jefferson felt pressed to make Republican reforms, as what had been done in California was really popular. Jefferson wrote a constitution that made him the last king of the Commonwealth, and that a republic would be formed after his and his wife's death. It was ratified. The remainder of the 1850s remained quiet. Internationally, the Republican movement was growing and many republics came to power across Europe. In the Americas, there was a growing movement for the Franklins to form a republic. However, first a New Jersey and revolt would cause problems for King Benjamin III, who was becoming very old. He finally became too tired to deal with the revolt and abdicated in 1853, and his son Benjamin IV took power. Benjamin IV handily put down the revolutions. The revolution, though, had spread Republican idealism. A new politician from Western Pennsylvania named Abraham Lincoln pushed for reform. He met with Benjamin IV, and they agreed on a Republican constitution. Lincoln was elected the first prime minister, making him Lord Abraham I, although lordship stayed in the prime ministerial office and was not inherited. Emperor John III was taking pressure as well, but his turn for Republicanism would not be nice. He dealt with riots in Boston and New York in 1862, and crushed them early. Then, in 1862, the Massachusetts provincial government declared the monarchy over, and the House of Hamilton Adams no longer the rightful ruler of Massachusetts. This hurt John III as, it, as he was from the Adams estate in Braintree, Massachusetts. Soon, New Hampshire, North Massachusetts, Vermont... Rhode Island and North New Jersey declared themselves the Republic of America. As Connecticut and Lower New York became the site of fighting, John III was assassinated in the Imperial Palace in Albany. This led to an end of the American Empire. A constitutional monarchy was formed, and William Seward was the first Prime Minister. John IV, son of John III, was crowned king. Meanwhile, the most stable monarchy was the one that always reduced the king's power. Virginia. Henry II was crowned after his father's 1850 death. He expanded his empire constantly, but was concerned. Henry I had made an enemy of the Commonwealth, and many others in Virginia were concerned. There were more problems for the American monarchs, though. As the 1870s came, Queen Mary II died. Jefferson Davis was in ill health and abdicated. However, some remembered the Honorable Washington, who was captured in the Battle of Long Island. They declared him the true king of the United States from the beginning. He had been killed on a British prison ship, therefore the line would go to his adopted son, George W. Park Curtis, George II. The line would go to Queen Mary I and her husband, Robert E. Lee. 
Mary and Robert died in 1873, and Robert E. Lee's son, George W. Curtis Lee, wanted power. George wanted the crown of America. He made a big noise and got Congress to crown him King of the United States of Congress Assembled. He got the name of the kingdom changed to the United States of America in 1875. George was crowned King George III. The USA went to war with Virginia, and the army got a surprise attack that allowed them to conquer most of Tennessee and the Missouri provinces, as well as Newport News. Henry II abdicated, and George III was crowned King of Virginia. He changed both the Commonwealth and Virginia into Grand Duchies, making his title King Robert II, King of the United States of America, Duke of Virginia, and of the Commonwealth of Carolina and Georgia. He got in the colonization game, too, starting in the crowned colonial estates of Nigeria, Ghana, and Libya. He was lord of each. When King Samuel and King Benjamin IV died, he got his nephew to marry Samuel's daughter, Martha, and his other nephews to marry Benjamin IV's daughter, Sarah II. He therefore became King George III, King of the United States, Duke of Virginia, and Commonwealth of Carolina and Georgia, Grand Lord of Texas and Pennsylvania, Lord of Nigeria, Ghana, and Libya. Grand Lord was a position installed by the American monarchies for the parents of the king or queen who inherited the position by marriage. The two remaining republics, California and the AR, began to fear for themselves. The remainder of the 19th century was peaceful. However, in 1907, a war in Europe started. Germany allied against France and Britain, but with the Ottoman Empire and Austria-Hungary, sent a letter to Mexico. He offered them all the territory in the United States' control. That was formerly Mexican if the American Republic and Mexico would agree to join the Central Powers. They accepted the offer. The United States heard of this and promptly responded. At this point, George III had died, making Robert II king, uniting Texas with the United States. Pennsylvania and the United States launched an offensive with Canada. Canada took control of Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, and after Pennsylvania took over the Michigan Peninsula and North New Jersey. Then, for demoralizing effect, King John V was assassinated. The United States of America was then moved into New York City, forcing the American Republic's surrender. The United States of America also moved into California and northern Mexico, reaching Hermosillo before the Mexicans surrendered. King Robert II met with British, French, and Italians in Paris, where they discussed the terms of the war. The U.S. annexed the American Republic in California and gained a lot of Mexican land. However, however, international events had proven strange, and the Americans hadn't noticed the Kingdom of Brazil and the Republic of Latin America. They quickly made the duchies of Cuba and Yucatan adopt an American on the royal lines of succession, and Mexico followed soon after. Canada had bought Alaska and also had a royal line with an American in it, as did the Kingdom of Hawaii. When Robert II died in 1920, he had accomplished his father's goal. The Washington line now controlled all of the former United States of Congress assembled. Jumping forward to today, Robert II died in 1920, and his brother George was inaugurated King George IV, King of the United States. He turned the former states into duchies. The royal family had mar married into and nearly integrated most of her prizes from the World War. 
the lasting peace the war brought led to a stable, monarchical, republican balance of power. When George IV died, Robert II came to power. His reign, which lasts until the present day, is the longest in American history. An American rivalry between the Republic of Latin America and the Kingdom of Brazil has formed, and although it's been a pretty steady Cold War, the colonies in Africa are still highly prized. Also interesting, the long title of the king, Robert II. His full title as of today is as follows. Robert II, House of Washington, King of the United States of America, Duke of the Commonwealth of Carolina and Georgia, Grand Duchy of Texas, Grand Duchy of Virginia, Grand Duchy of Pennsylvania, Grand Duchy of New York, Grand Duchy of New Britain, Grand Duchy of California, Canada, Yucatan, Grand Lord of California, Canada, Yucatan, and the Deseret Oregon provinces, and Lord of Mexico, Cuba, Ghana, Nigeria, and Liberia, Protector of the Realm. This has been an episode of Imagine It, where we explored a possible way history may have ended up. I am your host, Brody Byrne, and this podcast is a work of fiction. All people, places, and events mentioned are fictional and or incidental. This content does not necessarily reflect the opinions of myself, any associated with the production of Imaginif, or any person mentioned. If you enjoyed today's show, I invite you to subscribe to Imaginif on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this now.